0: Biz Bros Podcast. My name is Kyle Nelson. I gotta turn this mic.
1: Off. There you go.
0: And I got my co-host here, Mr. Eli Libby. Oh, I gotta turn that down. Uh, and we are the hosts of the Biz yes. Bros Podcast. Uh, back at you with another episode.
1: Super excited to be here. Very Can't excited wait. to
0: be here. Super beautiful day, nice weather. We're we're loving fall up here Oh, in Central yeah.
1: Oregon.
0: Absolutely. It's hit hard. Fall is coming. <laughs> it's here. Colors I think it's changing. Colors are changing. It's beautiful. It's nice to live in a place that has
1: the distinct autumnal area and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: Anyhow, so today we have a really cool topic, an amazing guest that we're lucky to have on today. Um, And we're going to talk about you know, a different take on mindful leadership and yes. how your business should be able to be sellable every day of the year. Um, yes. And that could mean a lot of different things. Uh, but we have an authority in that area, yes. um, it's Amy Herrick. And she, what's really cool is um, she has a business that helps uh, business owners just really look at solutions, um, to help mm-hmm. with their bottom line, um, and profits at the end of the day. And she's got some That's secrets she wants want. to share with us. Um, so we're super excited to have Amy on the Absolute. podcast today. Amy, welcome to welcome the Biz bros podcast.
2: Ah, oh, it's good to be here. I have been looking forward to this cause you guys have a lot of fun at the same yes, time that you're really putting your info out
1: so it's great we absolutely do yes yeah. yes we, we get never that know
0: lot. we never know how these podcasts are gonna go in terms of uh how much banter is gonna be in between the two yep, of us and then yep, our guests exactly. always get thrown in the middle and sometimes yeah. they join along and sometimes they think this is kind of weird
2: <laughs>
0: uh so welcome hey. to the podcast amy
2: well thank you hope to be a blessing yeah. for the day is over here and you drop all absolutely. kinds of gold nuggets here
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and Amy, you listened to the Tammy show, right? With, with Tammy Simon. Would yes. you, did you just tuned into that? Cool. Yeah, that was a really yeah, fun show as time. well. We had a really good time. So we're excited to dive in.
2: Yeah, I haven't heard a bad show yet. They, they've they been all over the board. And I think I'm always going to remember the, I think it was gasoline and hay. And there are certain things that were such really good word pictures that I yeah. picked up. So those things That's have been awesome. helpful. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We try not to like stay on any one topic. We try to yeah. really just be a sponge and absorb just different topics, whether it's personal development, mm-hmm. whether it's like specific business yeah. stuff or leadership or culture. We just love hearing totally all and talking about it. All. And as
1: funny as it sounds, analogies really do stick with certain people. Oh, totally. We found that to, we've done that throughout our our business careers, and it has it has worked. Yeah. So anyhow, well, anyhow, <laughs> let's jump in. Amy, how about you tell our audience a little bit more about you, your background, and how you got to where you are today.
2: Well, I could go way back, but some of you were really laughed because I became an entrepreneur in grade school, and my wow. job was to pick up nightcrawlers out of our yard and sell them to the bait shop. So I've been an hey. entrepreneur for a really long time. Yeah. Not a very feminine sport, but it it worked for me. <laughs> and it 65 cents a dozen, I'm telling you, I was the richest kid in the neighborhood. I'm absolutely. Yeah. Moving on past that, I had... Yeah, I had a career in the corporate world, did quite a bit in everything from, you know, office management, cost accounting, inventory control, you name it, and then worked for an investment firm and with my background it was a natural progression to go into comprehensive financial consulting because I got it on the corporate level whether it was planning, taxes, cash flow and right. many of those skills were applicable to individuals. And so my passion is for helping people leverage their assets. And that's not just money. It can be time and other resources to do whatever it is they want to do. And you usually have to use money for that because that is the currency that we use instead of trading fish or, you know, trading, building a barn. You need money worldwide now to do that.
0: Absolutely. I I love, yeah i think it's cool just uh you know how just being able to teach people these things and and, and how pretty much everyone i think i'm going on side-handed but how everyone has like unlimited um ex, you know uh, what i'm trying to say unlimited um I'm at a loss for words right now because I got so much going in my brain right now. Um, potential in order to get to where they need to go. Um, and I feel like that's kind of some of the things that you talk about. So Mm -hmm. what about now? Like what, what is your number one focus with your clients and your your audience that you're, that you're talking to?
2: I would say that it's something I don't hear enough people talking about. I believe every business should be sellable every day of the year. Because Mm -hmm. you don't know when you're going to want to let go of this business or what the circumstances may be. And if your business is not sellable, not only do you leave a ton of money on the table, but you jeopardize the jobs of any of the employees that you have working for you.
1: And it can be a very
2: frustrating experience. And I know it can be done. And we may get into that. But when I decided to let go of a business, uh, my securities practice I'd had for 25 years, I planned to keep it for at least another 10 to 15 easy. My world changed in less than 24 Mm -hmm. hours. And I decided in about 24 hours to sell it. And I had the contract and the check in my hand six days later because I had. A sellable business, and I've been planning that for years.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, 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 so I'm sorry. No, go for So within 24 the hours. Things. Yeah. So yeah. you had decided, like you yes. had no, you had no idea ever before that. Like I'm ready to sell. Like the week before, you're like today is the day. What What was that spark? Yeah.
2: Well, I'm going to back up a little bit. Most of us remember 9/11 in different ways. And of course, I was watching that unfold. But one of the things that my mind, because of my business background, went to is not only are those people dying, but there are companies who are dying because they're losing their employees, they're losing records, Mm -hmm. they're losing their location. And I took that to heart. And with my assistant, we made a decision that day that we would build our business to be sellable every day, and then also to be able to relocate and be back up in business within 24 to 72 hours if it meant changing states, locations. I walked out and I could never walk in the business again. And that was a catalyst. And with that catalyst and looking around and going, you know what? I don't know what the circumstances are going to be when I want to let go of my business or perhaps divisions of it but i know that it's got to be sellable. Yeah. So does, does that make sense on where that came from yep. is a real yep. stark realization.
1: Right. That That's things amazing. happen. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And, I think some, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, keep going. Keep going.
2: Oh, no, I was going to say so that that was a catalyst for it. And yeah. then over the years I had a couple of documents you know i would look yes. at how do i build a system how do i make this so that if i wanted to walk away that i would have a business that i could show somebody this is what it is pretty much be turnkey and then walk yep. away and get my yeah. offer and at the same time i built the business and i had a buy sell agreement in place that if i passed away unexpectedly all my husband had to do is pick up the phone, trigger the buy-sell agreement. We had it funded with life insurance. And if I died, the business was going to be gone and my clients would be taken care of literally in a matter of days. And it's a very different mindset when you do that. That's wow. amazing. It's free. Is, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, like- it's very freeing because I, I, as I told you, I wasn't planning on selling my business, but I had my business structured and I had made notes about things I would want in a contract, had it, you know, kind of roughed right. out yeah. so that when something happened, I wanted to have the choice of when to sell the business.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amazing. I can go a couple of different ways here. Do you have a certain way that um, you want I, to jump you, in? I things
0: like three times, so it's all. No, 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 I, 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 I
1: really just wanted to, to touch on, um, and what we talk about a lot on the podcast, is the adaptability and the willingness to be able to change and being open mm-hmm. to change? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a lot of what you're touching on. Is uh, mm-hmm. a big event happens or something kind of structure, whatever it might be, and the ability to pivot and change, but have that mindset of going into it of adaptability. I think is really what what uh, you did really well there. Yeah. I think a lot of people can take away from.
0: Do you, it just kind of popped in my head while you were while you're talking about it. Do you um, kind of talk or? Is part of your message about uh, being an owner versus an owner manager, do you talk on that a lot? And what the, like, the does that Everybody, make sense?
2: Yeah, everybody's dynamics are different. There are some owners of a company that are very much arm's length. They've got individuals that are in place that are handling it. And then you've got the other spectrum where you are very much in the business. Mm-hmm. People can make a mistake and building their business that they are the business and right. you cannot be sold. That's called slavery. That doesn't yeah. work. Right. But if you were if you are the business, trying mm-hmm. to build that business so that it is transferable can be done or can be sold, but you have to think about how do I have the mechanics that I can step out of it and it is still a viable product. Yeah. And if you don't have CRM systems, you don't have records, you yep. don't have processes, you know, it's like, well, here, I'm yep. gone. Here, here it is. See what you can do mm-hmm. with it. You just yep. handing somebody a client list is yeah. not, not do much. No, you may get a few bucks for the client list, but you really don't have a viable sellable product. Mm-hmm. At that point. Absolutely.
0: That comes up in. Conversations a lot lately with us is, you know, owner versus owner-manager. Yep. um, We're currently kind of in that transition going from owner-manager to owner with our own business. And uh, we're always just trying to learn, you know, what people um, from their past experiences, Mm -hmm. they feel like they did best and what they did wrong from doing that leap because we we're trying our best. We have everything documented. We have like literally a company Bible. Yeah. Uh, Every single process is documented correctly. We do use CRMs. We use all these different types of softwares. Every every process is in line, but you know, it's like the day, you know, how do we make that big, that, that leap? Do you have any tips on, on other, on that kind of experience? Mm -hmm. Did you have that experience going from manager to full owner, um, in your past business or,
2: Oh, I just kind of leapt in with both feet and started out. Um, and I've done it more than once because, you know, I'd look at So and sos doing that. I can do that so much better yeah. with that. The other thing, when you're dealing with some of those things, it depends upon your key people. You know, if you've got key people who can run the business, that's phenomenal, yeah. but you lose those key people. Even if you've got your Bible to work with, you guys right. are going to step right back in the business. And yep. that's the time, exactly. you know, that there are times when you want to have that business that, you know, maybe I don't want to go backwards and I don't want to do this or I don't want to mm-hmm. train somebody else to do this. And that I see is often a pivot point of I've already done that. I thought I had everything lined up. But, right. you know, your employee family and I call them your employee family because, you know, you are a family. You spend a lot of time oh. together. Oh, yeah. They have got a different family at home who is more important than you are. Hundred percent. Whether there's a divorce, right? There's a medical crisis. Yeah. There are parents that have suddenly declined and they have got to move. Their needs are going to come before yours, right? And there's always in the back of your mind when you're in those positions. I say you need to constantly be looking around, and I talk about you know some of my little hidden documents you know, where are some people who have some traits or I've seen, whether it's with a competitor or at a different, that if I needed to fill a slot, that person could potentially walk in. And I've already seen that they've exhibited the skills. Yeah. So I would have mm-hmm. some type of a, a hidden document yeah. that I wouldn't let everybody see mm-hmm. to make like sure that different. if I didn't want to go back in the business, yeah, that I've got is- some mm-hmm. options mm-hmm. without yeah. starting out. Okay. You know, without starting out with the interview process, because let's be real. I don't, if, especially if you're, you're filling a key position, that is the most miserable process there is. <laughs>
0: it's, it's not easy. Yeah. It's uh, time saving And it's not fun and it's emotional. And yeah, um, yeah
1: it's, it's difficult. Totally. 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 And then, um,
2: but then structure the business guys. So when you're looking at, you know, what if there were some pivots in your own lives? Um, I'm looking at you. If you guys are both partners, I mean, you have a buy sell agreement. I don't know what your circumstances are, but this will be a good lead in for some of your listeners. You have a partner. I don't care who your partner is. Let's pretend you're 50 50. You know, if your partner dies, or I'll say when they die, or when Mm -hmm. they become disabled. And Let's say that in their will, they have left their 50% share to their three kids. You've just got three partners you didn't ask for. who mm-hmm. can't work in the business, and it's a mess. Right. So I believe mm. in buy-sell agreements for that reason.
0: That makes whole sense. Yes. Because we've heard that horror story from several people. We, yeah,
1: we absolutely have. <laughs>
0: Where the son takes over. He's like 23, and he doesn't know what he's doing, and he changes and ruins the company. Yep. He ruins the yeah. culture more than anything is really what we hear. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, the whole... Employee morale Mm. just shoots down. Wow,
1: yeah, I have. I I mean, I have questions on that on that buy sell agreement. I'm super curious. uh, Some steps that can be taken for our listeners if they were in that position. What What would you recommend as kind of the first step to going down that route?
2: When you're going down that route, first you just need to spend a few minutes doing some planning. Let's list out who are the partners. Yeah. What's their ownership share? Mm -hmm. What is their estate plan? Where do they plan on sending their portion of the business? You need Mm. to know that because you don't want these people for partners. I can already tell you that. Yeah, And that can be some of the beginning framework for looking at putting in a buy-sell agreement. And with the buy-sell agreement, as long as that person is insurable, I would also recommend that you look at owning a life insurance policy so Mm -hmm. that you can buy their share out. Yeah. The life insurance literally is pennies on the dollars, folks. It would give you a tax-free proceeds. You would be the owner of the policy, and you would be the beneficiary as an individual. And then when you that person dies, your buy-sell agreement is triggered, giving you the right to buy it from the spouse or the estate. The insurance company hands you the cash for the policy, and then you take it and you buy out those heirs, and you have increased your percentage of ownership and you have also increased your cost basis. Mm
1: -hmm. But you
2: notice I never use the word loans. (laughs) You are not going to have a drain on your cash flow from loans. It's a neat, clean transaction. And then you can decide if you want to bring on another partner, if you want to stay sole owner, or now you want to structure it and you're going to sell it because you just don't want to do this anymore, but it allows you the options. Now, when you, Gentlemen, have spoken with your advisors. Did anybody talk to you about a disability buyout? Because I don't hear that one very often.
1: No, or that does not involve awesome. life insurance. Right. Yes, but not that one.
2: All right. Now, there is also a very similar to a buy sell agreement that would trigger it death. There's what's known as a disability buy sell. It is a separate document. It usually has a trigger that says a partner has been incapacitated, um, major medical, whatever it is, you pick whether it's perhaps 180 days or a year, and they are not able to, to return to the business. And so a disability buyout is triggered. Similar type of terms. There are insurance products that are available for that, that in the event of a disability of a partner, they would pay out of the lump sum, again, if you own it personally, the proceeds are tax free so you can allow that partner to exit the business you have controlled the ownership and now they have a pool of money to start over or reorganize their life if this is going to be you know a lifetime disability you know say somebody yep. was in a car accident and had a brain injury what whatever the case is they you've taken care of them financially and you've also taken care of the business going forward so that's another tool that can be used. And all of those things still align with, is your business sellable every day of the year? Right. Because even yeah. if you have a partner who wants your shares, you they may be sellable, but do they have the money to pay for it? Yeah. Right. So exactly. in, your, in your partnership, you need to make sure you can be able to buy each other out and have the tools. Now, when you go out onto the open market, you've already need to make a decision whether you're going to only accept a cash deal which that's up to them whether they do bank financing or cash, or if you're going to do an installment deal, and then what type of um, ownership are you going to retain mm-hmm. until that has been satisfied? And if yep. I have the situations that we have done installment sales, and and I'm not just trying to plug life insurance; it just it's not a tool really. that works. No. If I was into an agreement and uh, Kyle and Eli, I'm buying you out over the next five years and we've already done the formula, you know, things are going pretty good, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to probably require, or you should require that since I'm buying you out and you're taking over the business and I've stepped out that there is a life insurance policy that you own, I pay for, and you guys are the beneficiaries. So if I happen to drop dead, you don't care what the estate does with the business. You just want right. the rest of your money.
0: That
1: totally makes, That's, sense. makes total sense.
2: <laughs> and, but you make the buyer pay for it because the buyer and their heirs are the ones who are going to benefit. So you just working in as part of the agreement. But, you know, if you got to spend for the next five years, they could get a cheap old term policy. And you know what? At the end of the five years, the business, let's say they lived, they made all the payments. Everybody's happy. You could say, hey, um, you want to buy it? We don't need this policy anymore. You want to buy this policy for 100 bucks? Yeah. OK, take it and do whatever you want. It's all you know, it's done what you want. And if you say, no, I don't want it, you cancel it. But during that time frame. Right. it made sure that all parties were protected in the transaction. And that's something I don't see used often enough either. No, never. no, because stuff that. happens. Yeah. Stuff yeah. happens. Yep. Oh, yeah. And you just don't want to be the one who doesn't have any money when it happens. Exactly.
1: Hmm? 300%. I think that's huge. Especially for the, for the audience listening right now. A lot of them are co-founders. We, we talk a lot about the power of a co-founder or partners within a business. And that's just amazing advice right there. Stuff that we haven't talked about yet. And I think it's stuff that a lot of people don't even know about. Which
2: Yeah, they don't don't think about it. And for many situations, I see where you have lines of credit. Mm -hmm. And the lines of credit, yes, it's for the business. But what do they often, depends on where you are in the business, they want you to do. You want to have a personal guarantee, right? right? Yeah. And if you lose a partner suddenly, whether it's disability or death, are they going to call that credit line? What is that going to do to your business? Right. So you you have to sometimes broaden your horizon of what some of the ripple effects are, because my goal is every business is sellable, but you also have to be viable for as long as you want to own that business.
1: No. Right. So outside. Mm, That was a good little nugget.
0: So outside of like a, a partner death or something like that, what are other ways that? Entrepreneurs can kind of take away and make it sellable mm-hmm. start working on that. Yep. So if they do decide I in need the, to get out of, of this switch. because I need to move yep. and I can't operate my business in a different state or country yep. or whatever it is, I need to, I need to let go. Um, you know, as so a you business need owner. to look
2: at it. Would you buy your business? I mean, be blunt. Would you right. buy your business? Could you walk yeah. in off of the street um, whether you had a lot of experience or not, could you walk yep. into the business yep. and could you quickly be able to maintain the business before you make any changes? You know, a new owner will always make changes, but before you need to make any changes, would this business be able to run and hum just fine without you not being there? Great question. And, then, yep. and if the answer is, well, you know, nobody else knows how to do so-and-so and, oh gosh, I haven't got anybody else who handles that pricing. And then I, Okay, then you're not ready to be sellable yet. You need to put some processes in place so that it is sellable with the idea of, you know, you may not be the person selling the business. It may be a family member or your estate.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And if that information dies with you, it's a problem. Mm -hmm. One of the easy things that I have done, we're using StreamYard here, folks. It's recording. Uh, Many people are familiar with Zoom. You all have access to Zoom. If you were the only one who knows how to do a process, all you have to do is turn your Zoom on and you can also buy real inexpensive to where you can get one of the uh, cameras so that you can see documents on the table. Right, Film yourself (laughs) doing whatever the process is and talking through it or put a screen say, this is you go to this program, you push this button, this is how you override, this number should never be more than 0.076. And you can also create a video library.
1: Wow. That's cool. How much yeah. does that cost? Zero. It
0: costs nothing.
1: No.
2: But it's <laughs> it's it extremely valuable. Very you valuable. You get employees to do it too. Because, you know, when somebody goes on vacation, they get married, you know, they get sick. There are certain jobs that employees have. <laughs> right. I think it is an, a great value where take an employee and maybe take their top five or ten things that they do. And have them record on Zoom, put it in a file that people can access. This is the top five things they do. And then you've got the process. And again, if something happens, and I've seen it, an employee dies. Nobody Mm -hmm. expected this. We have at least those top jobs where somebody could step in until we reposition. Or even if it's just for a vacation, you don't do this very often, twice a year. But here, Mm -hmm. they're gone. This will walk you through it. Again, doesn't cost much, but a little bit of employee time. But helping to build that library goes along mm-hmm. with, is your business sellable? Can it operate without you or a key person? And that's one of the ideas I thought has been very, very helpful because of technology. It made it totally. so simple. Yep.
1: But it works. It works
0: great. We, we use, love it. <laughs> we use Loom for a lot of that <laughs> yeah. stuff. We uh, we have Notion mm-hmm. mm-hmm. as our kind of database of where everything um sits with our company anything mm-hmm. that needs to be documented is on a on a software called notion and then we write it all down da, 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 and then we'll have links to loom videos this yep. is how you do this process this is how you do this and we walk everything through I, I think we're getting to the point if we wanted to say hands off and hand yeah. this to somebody um everything mm-hmm. is very detailed in, <laughs> in documentation
1: step by and, step yeah
2: and can i throw out one other <laughs> thing that i was just thinking of that i have seen other pe- people be vulnerable one of the things with going along with is the business sellable can it operate without you we have all seen a lot of disasters I don't care yep. if it's a fire it's a hurricane uh, whatever mm. we've seen some disasters that have impacted business locations yep I had a client um, that I worked with that you talk about you know what are the odds well the odds were hundred percent for her she in the Virgin Islands we had two category five hurricanes 12 days apart that just doesn't happen well it did yep. She had a house and a business on St. Croix, which were both heavily damaged. And about over 70 to 80% of our infrastructure was destroyed. St. Thomas is 39 miles away. She also had an office and she had a house there. Guess what? That was 70 to 80% destroyed by the other Mm -hmm. hurricane. Now, she also had a branch in Florida and had a house there. What do you think happened when these guys went up the coast? Yes. Um. Now, the big vulnerability and a great lesson that I learned from Leah was that she had her suppliers. One of them was in Puerto Rico. One of them was in the southeastern part of the U.S. Well, Puerto Rico got slammed, lost that supplier, some of her Florida and the big vulnerability. And it was an aha moment for me. You need to have your suppliers in different geographical regions, also internationally. Because what it may take for you to reestablish those relationships, if you're in any kind of a uh, manufacturing or supply, even if you don't buy a lot because maybe that supplier is a little bit higher than another, Mm -hmm. you've got to have these relationships already built in place in case you need to relocate or a disaster wipes your supplier out. It doesn't wipe you out.
1: And, and that was a
2: great lesson I learned from her when it came on suppliers of what are the odds you would ever expect something like that to happen?
1: Yeah, it's true.
2: But yeah, it, it, def- did.
0: it does. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's good to kind of have uh, plan Bs in place, ready to go yeah. with partnerships and stuff like that, mm-hmm. especially, you know, things like that happen because it can happen and it will happen. You just don't know when and where. Yeah. You
2: don't. And I really believe in supporting my local businesses because we're all part of the community and we want dollars to circulate when you can.
0: Absolutely. But it goes
2: back to the disaster. You know, if their business is impacted, they can't help you get back up because they're (laughs) struggling on their own. Having that ability, even if it is to go two or three hours down the road and reestablish and have supplies and be able, if you happen to get a truck on some locations for brick and mortars, you can do that. Right. Mm -hmm. You, you just have to think about if I can't go back, where am I vulnerable? What can I do to make sure that this is not an issue?
1: It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of nuggets. Amazing there. value. Um,
0: so, I, Amy, as we kind of wrap this up, um, if there was one message that uh, you hope that is a key takeaway from with our listeners, what would that be?
2: Don't be afraid to be brutal when you look mm. at your business on what you need to change. Mm. It's, it's okay that you've made a mistake. Yep. It's okay that you've not addressed that before. It's okay that you've never talked about it. Mm. But be brutal when you look at where am I vulnerable financially? Where am I vulnerable in my employees? What about my operating systems? Whatever yeah. they are, because now is the best time for you to make those positive changes.
1: Totally. 100%. Wow. I Agree. It can Love be hard,
2: it. It
0: can be hard to look at your business like that too, it, but sometimes absolutely. you need someone to push you to do that. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, this this podcast pushes some people. to yep. Kind of do that and take that look. Um, well, awesome. It was a pleasure having America's really profit was. building specialists. Yes. Uh, Amy. Where can people find you if they want to learn more, follow you in your journey, um, and hopefully get some insight from you.
2: Well, my company is the Secret Profits. Uh, That is available online. And then, uh, gentlemen, it is all right if I send you a couple of notes to put in the show notes and they'll have the links because I know when I'm listening, Mm -hmm. I'm not always with paper and pen in hand. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll send those in the show notes. Cool. Awesome. Amy, thank you
0: so yes. much for jumping on our podcast. I, I There's a lot of key takeaways for our yep. listeners, but I think there's also a lot of key takeaways for Eli and I that we'll mm-hmm. probably most likely implement here in the upcoming year. <laughs> yep. Well,
2: excellent. Well, thank Great. you for having me on. It's, it's been a pleasure to be on the other side of the listening mic at this point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> pleasure's ours. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on the biz bros podcast. That was an awesome, awesome episode. If you want to hear more awesome episodes, just like this one, Google biz bros podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts or Google it on Google. Yep. Follow Mm -hmm. us, subscribe to us. And we look forward to hearing and talking to you on the next podcast.
1: See you guys.